welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that everything is energy, and that energy is interconnected and interdependent. In, es in essence, that energy is one thing. And ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons, and science is now catching up. But this isn't even new science. We're talking about the science of quantum physics, which is actually over 100 years old. So by now, as a humanity, as a society, we should know that we are all connected. We are all one. So what you do to another person you are literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Waking Up in 5D with Maureen St. Germain. Thank you, Maureen, for being my guest on Awake to Oneness Radio. My pleasure. It's a real pleasure to be part of your network. Thank you. Thank you. Please share. Now, I discovered you. I, I watched you recently on Gaia TV, but I also knew a little bit about you from a year ago when I actually helped produce a show that you were a guest on over a year ago. Will you please share your journey with our listeners? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I, I was born into a family of, of um, women who could connect and um, from an early childhood, my uh, mother would tell stories of things that she knew ahead of time. So this was treated as common, even though we were devout Catholics, we weren't, it wasn't, you know, getting information from other worldly realms was not disrespected. And then when I was um, in my 20s, I remember my folks giving me a book that was personally autographed by Jose Silva. Mm -hmm. And they had been to a workshop of his. And so um, my father and mother both went, and my father was very good at it. But one of the things is when they examined the body, you know, they were like practicing. One woman that he was reading her field, he could see she had cancer. Uh -huh. And it so upset him because she didn't know. Oh. And he did not want to be the person to tell her. Okay. So, um, you know, if, if it were me, I would have said, you need to get to the doctor and not necessarily say, but I don't know what he did. But okay. he made a decision at that point he did not want to use that gift oh. he you know turned it off or set it aside or whatever and occasionally I know he made use of it but he basically you know pulled the plug on it but he was also very respectful and because my mother was so plugged in you know we had conversations over over time and I remember saying something Sam once you know that my guide said this and he said honey it's okay to tell me that but don't tell anyone else <laughs> so I was very um, protected in that way Right. And then um, as a young adult, um, as a teenager, I had read Edgar Cayce's work mm -hmm. and then got involved in various uh, spiritual groups where I learned a lot and studied and studied and studied uh, until I came across the work of um, the Merkaba. And the Merkaba is this magical shape, you know, that. Yes, yes, yes. And there is a very specialized meditation called the, um, I call it the 17 breath macabre or the original. Okay. Um, and I have a funny uh, label for it and I call it, it is the original formula that was too good to abandon. Oh, you know? okay. So people are still learning it. And I have on my website, a wonderful 
video of how to learn it. So awesome. you can learn it and do the original one, which is great. Okay, um, I'm, 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 I'm going to your website. I do want to learn that very yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful meditation. And that really like catapulted me because I believe now in hindsight that what that did is help me build my 5D body, my 5D energy body. And then um, it's like putting on the costume. Right. And if I put on the costume of the Queen of England and I look like her, everybody's going to treat me like royalty. So when I wear the costume of the 5D human, everybody treats me like I'm a 5Der. And the right. funny thing is, I'm treating everyone like a 5Der. So it's fake it till you make it kind of a thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the reason I'm smiling, I have to laugh because there are no coincidences. We know that. You, you just mentioned the Queen of England. And someone had just, just before I got on with you, someone had just sent me a, a video of the Queen of England's, um, I guess, message to the world in alignment with the WHO, the World Health Organization. And the title of the subject um, um, line when I was sent this by a friend, they want to take our kids away. <laughs> and it was a message. <laughs> it, was, it was a message from the Queen of England. And you, I just like five minutes ago, listened, and then you, you was like the Queen of England. So it's like no coincidences. That's I'm right. like, not on our watch. Yeah. Well, I said, I said, didn't America declare independence? from the English throne in 1776. You know? <laughs> so like, uh, so right. who cares what the Queen of England is saying? Right. Really? And here, I mean, in England, I guess, in, they have the UK, but we're not, anyway. it's, 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 it's a crazy world, crazy but exciting. And that's why I'm so glad to have you because we're heading to 5D, and I'm like you, I'm already there. I'm in 5D right here and now. But yes, go ahead, I didn't- and I'm so proud of you that you're claiming it because so many people don't realize that they can claim it and that they are already 5D. Yes. Um, the earth is already transformed and it's you know waiting for enough of us to step up. So yes. in my case, and I traveled and taught that work for close to 20 years. Awesome. And I traveled all over the world teaching it and um, I, I've taught in 24 countries, and my books have been translated into seven languages. So um, interacting with people for me was a very powerful way for me to grow my work because in the moment when they would ask a question, the information would just flow through me. So it became an opportunity for me to get educated even more so than I was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. That cycle, and I was also doing a lot of reading and under and you know meditating. My number one resource was meditation. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I got a lot of information through my guides and meditation. And mm -hmm. then um, I think it was 1998. I received a message that I was being given a permanent guide and um, given access to a dimension that had been closed to humanity for eons, and that literally opened up a a whole nother realm for me. Um, and that's when I began working in the Akashic Records as well as teaching the Merkaba. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, along the way, I developed a, a way to um, access your higher self and get accurate uh, response. And that's a very logical way that I teach. 
Now, a lot of people say, well, you can't get into your higher self without going through your heart. And um, my response is, remember the movie Karate Kid, where this kid was doing all these chores? Yes. <laughs> and he complained to the guy that he'd gone to to learn karate. Yes. Um, you know, you're going to be doing all your dirty work and blah, blah, blah. And he said, yes, but you're in training. And then they, they showed this scene where every single move that he had been required to do to do the, quote, dirty work was actually preparing him, right? Exactly. Yes. Okay, yes. So, yes. Um, so, so where I'm going with this, what, with the reason I told that story um, um, that we're doing all these moves is what I, what I discovered is when we would take the time to practice this tool and it's super easy to learn and it's called the higher self connection or the higher self challenge what happens is you teach your um ego to stand aside because you're asking about stuff you don't care about mm -hmm. and you're developing your connection that becomes so strong that it becomes irrefutable and I tell people, you know, everybody says, oh, trust your intuition, trust your intuition. But there's no benchmark. There's no way to do this. And there are thousands of people who want to um, have a connection and they don't trust it. They get it, but then they don't trust it. Exactly. <clears throat> and the reason they don't trust it is because their ego is jumping in the middle and trying to help them. And when you go through this practice period of six weeks, where you work with your higher self on unimportant, insignificant questions, what happens is you get clarity. And that clarity moves you from trust to know. And I, I tell people, you know, the difference between trusting and knowing is simple. You trust that someone's going to meet you for lunch. You trust you're going to get that phone call. Mm -hmm. You know the sun is coming up tomorrow. Yes. So the, the idea of trust means that you expect something to happen, but there's also a possibility that it won't. But when you say, I know, blah, 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 it's absolute certainty. Yes. So we move from trusting the intuition and the guidance to knowing your higher self. And once you get familiar with that way your higher self connects with you, um, and you use simple signals to start with, just like when you learn a foreign language, you learn yes and no first, and then you learn other words. Yes, I get you. Well, I, I just oh, wanted, to, I wanted to just share with you my definition of knowing is belief on steroids. Because... <laughs> when I say that I know, that I know, that I know, I, it's, it's, a, it's an inner knowing. And, I, and, I, and all I can tell people, it's an inner knowing. But I, it's, not a, it's not a belief, it's a knowing. Nice. Yes. Yes. Really nice. Yes. Okay, cool. So, um, as I did this work, um, more and more knowledge came through. Um, I kept really good journals. And, mm -hmm. and the thing that I discovered about the, the Merkaba yes. is that this meditation is so powerful that it allows you to step into this place of knowing, even though you don't know how you know. Yes. yes. And that's very impressive. So, um, yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, I want to remind your listeners <coughs> that this month, the month of June, there is a, every month I have a free download on my website. Okay. So it's always attached to the blog. You want to read the blog post and then pick up the free download. Okay. It makes more sense if you read the blog post first. Okay. And then you get the download. Um, but this month I have a brand new meditation that has just come out called Opening Your Heart. 
Oh, and I, I call like it the beta version because what I like to do is release it early for free and okay. then everyone gives me feedback and then I make changes if needed. Okay. And then I put it on the shopping cart. Now okay. what's interesting is one, um, this meditation is so powerful that it, it, it really opens your heart and changes everything for you. It just changes the reality, steps you into 5D. The other, and it does so in a way that is, um, um, generic. So no matter what your belief system is, it does not interfere. Yes. Um, and another big favorite meditation of mine right now is um, a meditation called activating your sixth sense, uh, mm. opening the golden bowl. Okay. <laughs> and what I want to say about all this work for me is like you, I kind of, you know, opportunities of their education and understanding opened up and then I use those in the next leveling up. Right. So, um, one of the things that I did early on was I started making meditations and I originally did meditations because the meditations that I was buying, that maybe the content was good, but you know, the voice quality wasn't good or the background music didn't feel like it matched or maybe there was no background music, you know, and I was a music major in college. So I wanted to, to use those tools. Right. And I had the good fortune of um, um, getting software that um, I learned how to write music on the computer. Okay. And all those things kind of came together. And then I had a, uh, uh, when I, when, one time when I was um, um, working with the Casey organization, I had a numerology reading from them. And I'm into numerology and astrology. And based on my birthday and all that information, they wrote me back and said I would be really good at guided making guided meditations for others. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So so because I already had like eight or nine of them in my, um, in my, you know, my stall, my stable at that point. And so that was a confirmation. That was a confirmation that you're, you're on the right track. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. And then when I wrote this book, waking up in 5d, yes. um, I, I had been taking notes for years. <clears throat> this probably has seven years worth of experiences in it. Okay. And, um, I was so intensely writing. I kind of pulled back from teaching for a couple of years and then I got, and after I wrote this book, then I got invited to China and uh, Taiwan and Japan and all the East Asia opened up. So now my books are translated in, into Chinese <coughs> and lots of other languages, Russian, things like that. So okay. it's very cool. Now, now before we, because I, I love, like I said, I found you beyond, well, I, I found you over a year ago, but then it came back to me when I was on Gaia TV and I was looking for something to watch and I, I just typed in like 5D and, and I found you and I, I was like, oh yes, I must have her on the show because of we're, we're in the midst of this mass awakening. You know I know 5D is already here and we're both in it. So before we even get into that conversation of how people can wake up in 5D like we are, um, I want to kind of explain to them, well, what is 3D, what is 4D, what is 5D? Because I kind of did a, 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 a short video about that a few weeks ago. Okay. So from, from your right. perspective. So from my perspective. Yes. Um, and this is something that I wrote about many times. And each time I wrote it, I released a little more information, a little more information. So the first time I wrote about it, I put it in the book called uh, Beyond the Flower of Life. And mm -hmm. then um, 
um, in Waking Up in 5D. I knew it was going to go into Waking Up in 5D with a lot more detail. So there's a lot of this information is found in the book. Okay. 3D is the polarity consciousness. 3D is the reality where we get to act and interact. <coughs> we get to get, we get to hurt and we get to heal. Okay. And 3D is like a proving ground. And in 3D, we're allowed to make the not God choice. And that sounds kind of funny, but when you put it into the next context, it's going to sound very clear. So the not God choice is all the stuff that we regret, all the stuff that we wish we didn't do, all the stuff that we wish other people wouldn't do. Okay. Those are all quote, not God choices. 4D is the zone um, of a couple of things. <coughs> it has um, the emotions are much stronger and much more intense. So a lot of big emotion occurs. And when you're in big emotion and we're having big emotional feelings, you're very often sliding into fourth dimension already. Okay. Fourth, fourth dimension vibrates faster than third dimension. And what I also want to explain is that dimensions are nested like Russian dolls. So because they're nested, when you're in 4D, you're still participating in 3D because you can see down. When you're in 3D, you can't see up to 4D. So when you move into this high emotional state, whether it's high love or high um, anxiety, your vibration shifts enough that you're now in fourth dimension. Now, okay. fourth dimension is a transition zone, and it's a place where a lot of stuff happens, but it's not a place you want to hang out. So <clears throat> I kind of make the joke that 4D is like going to an airport. Okay. You don't want to go there to spend the night. To stay, right. You want to go there to get somewhere get someplace else. else, right. Yeah. And of course, coming from New York, I'll say, you know, it's like Grand Central. Nobody goes there to hang out. I mean, you <laughs> might go there because there's an Apple store there now, but aside from that, you really don't want to go to the Grand Central Station to hang out. No. Right. So fourth dimension is very fast moving. When you're in a joyful state, it slides you right into five. When you're in a down and depressed state, it pushes you down further. So in a way, the, the negative side, because it still has polarity, fourth dimension yes. still has polarity, yes. the negative emotions or the, the uh, um, hurtful emotions pull you down faster, like quicksand. But okay. the joyful emotions pull you up faster. Okay. So sliding with emotion is so important. This is why so many teachers who are teaching manifestation say, make sure you put your emotion into it. And what they're really saying is when you add emotion to any any experience, either mental or physical, when you add emotion, you are amping it up. You are raising the frequency by adding your emotion, which right. is huge. Exactly. When you add frequency um, and you, you're in a high state, it slides you right up into fifth. Now, one of the ways I show this to people is if you're a musician or if you know your way around music, think of the scale okay. of the normal um, um, major scale. I teach piano. Just so okay, good. I knew, I knew it. I could feel there was piano in your background. Yes, okay, yes, so, yes. so, you know, the major chord. One, three, five, three, one. Okay? So yes. third dimension, fifth dimension. Okay, yes. now I'm going to sing for you, and I'm going to show you how four can make you slide down or up very okay. easily, right? Okay. One, three, five, three, one. So we got that down. Yes. One, three, four, 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 three. See how the ones that slide right down? Yes. Four, yes, four, yes. four, four, five. Five, one. Yes, 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 yes. So, so yeah. what we want to do is understand that when we're in fourth dimension, we slide down. It's simply a place to experience pain and suffering until we decide we're done. Right. So pain is not optional. Suffering is. 
Yes. So we feel the pain and then we decide, okay, I can do better. I can step out of this. I am sliding back out. Right. And I step into my higher expression. So the emotion will drive it. The emotion will drive it. That's why the poor me thing or the pity party is so um, challenging yeah. because when we get into that, we're pushing ourselves down. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's like, it's a catch 22. <clears throat> the more you, you go with the, oh, poor me, I'm a victim. It just builds on it. It's like a catch 22. So it's yeah. like either. you. Yes, like it's quick, exactly, it pulls you down, that negative, and, and the same thing, the opposite, that higher vibration, that higher frequency pulls you up. So I always say it's a catch-22. So the more you focus on it, the more you're going to get it. <laughs> so yes, yes, yes. So I, 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 I totally agree that right now, especially in the times we're living in, 2020, now, did you have, because I've been sharing with listeners now for about eight months now, that 2020 is the year of clear vision, that I knew, I didn't know what, but I knew this year was going to be a big year. And boy, it, has, it started much earlier than I thought. So what were your thoughts before we came into 2020, about 2020? Well, you know, it's very interesting. I generally... Um, don't think too much about the future in mm. precise terms because it pulls me out of the present. Exactly. I agree with you a hundred percent. So I was more <coughs> conscious that we were getting ready to be in a, what I call pullback kind of energy. And the pullback is reassessing, reevaluating, regrouping. And part of that is, introspection and research and study mm -hmm. so that's one thing and then you look at the energy of the two 20s together and of course it reminds us of the you know the eye doctor thing you have 20 yes 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 and i don't think that's a coincidence the yeah. 2020 because i i like i listen to a lot of channels information and mm -hmm. early on well mid 2019 I was hearing 2020 is a year of clear vision. And then, and, and my spirit was saying, you know, yeah, 2020, you go to the eye doctor, you have clear vision. I'm like, okay, that's not, to me, my spirit was saying, no, that's not a coincidence. Nothing is. So yes, 2020. So um, it is the, it is the um, opportunity for all of us to step into our power. Yes. So many people say I have to. And that's one of the things that I talk about in the book. Mm -hmm. that, um, one of the fastest ways that you can regain your power and your autonomy and your, your um, stepping away from quote, the man yes. in the organization is to stay in your power. And, and one of the ways you do that is you step away from the have to phrase. I have to pick up the kids. I have to meet my honey. I have mm -hmm. to get this report done for work. I have to get the house cleaned. I have to do the laundry. No, you don't. You don't have to anything. Exactly. And instead, own it. So I'm having dinner with my honey. I need to uh, take off. Um, I promised my boss I'd get this report done. I'm, I want to be on time. Right. Um, my kids love it when I'm on time. They don't like it when they're the last ones to be picked up. There's right. lots of ways to announce I'm changing the vibe here. 
you know, because there's a shift in energy when you, when you used to use that word. Yes. Shift of energy. I'm choosing to do something different. When we say I have to, we're literally putting our energy out in front of us somewhere for anyone to grab. Mm. And, and they do. The, mm -hmm. Anyone's grab it all the time. Yeah. So, so when we step into our power by giving up the I have to, what we end up with is we're fraction by fraction elevating our divine essence and aligning it with who we are. Mm-hmm. And that makes us more open to really know and understand what's really going on. And it's kind of like that can of worms, you know, that the lids come off. And that's kind of what you were talking about. You know, I, I have a very high interest in politics and what's going on, but I never discuss it in terms of the spirituality because it doesn't matter to me. Exactly. And yeah, you're going to say the same thing. Yes. And, yes, and yes. I, when people complain to me about this person or that person, I'll say to them, well, you know, if that person were my son, whether he's a teenager or an adult, and I told you some sorry story, you'd say, you know, I'll say a prayer for them. Mm -hmm. Why are we not praying for the people that we're mad about? Exactly, exactly, exactly. And then I, I always say that also, because I, I bring everything back to the fact that nothing is separate. That person that you think did the worst thing in the world it's not separate from you. Like you said, think of that person as your child, as a relative, because that person isn't separate. When you really know that no one is separate, you can only just shine light and love and compassion towards that person. You don't have to do it physically. You don't have to be in the same space as that person, but you can still send that person love and light because you know that person is a divine being a divine soul, just like you are, you know, making different choices than you would, but still you, you honor their divinity when you do that. And you know, it's, it's interesting because we have so much pressure to conform yes. and pressure to, to, to participate in the reality of the way everyone's telling us we quote should. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't watch network news, but having in 19 years showed a clip where there were like five different newscasters over the course of a two-week period who were saying the same thing exact over same words <laughs> and, and it was astounding you know you need to get your news from us <laughs> and i thought i think i saw that same clip you're talking about yes says who yes. so um going back to what's really going on right now with the with the um virus um of course my partner, my husband, um, it's like, I'm not wearing a mask, you know, yeah. and I know it's not necessary, blah, 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 you know, he's got this, this, you know, thing. And I said, yeah, but I'm going to wear one because I don't want to stand out as a troublemaker. <laughs> okay. I'm already, you know, and, and this is something that I'm very clear about. I have a mission to deliver training and help. Right. Everyone who wants to learn how to be their divine self. That's my mission. That's my yes. number one mission to help people evolve and be yes. more pregnant. Yes. So knowing that, I also know that I'm not one of the ones who need to be picketing or, um, um, you know, storming the state house or any of that stuff. Right. Not because I don't agree with them. Exactly. I, 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 if I go do that, then I won't be able to do what I do. 
So I choose to take a neutral stance on that. But because I have a passion and an empathy for those people, mm -hmm. we decided that instead of wearing a mask, because we're supposed to, right. we're wearing masks because it's a fashion statement. Okay. Now, let me, and, let me... and the fashion statement sounds proactive, you know, just like, um, you know, we're wearing a certain color because it's all the rage, or we're wearing a certain hairdo because it's all the rage. And um, so that, that makes us laugh because now we're not, we're not doing it because we, quote, have to. Right. Because we want to, we want to fit in. We want to look all the other, like all the other New Yorkers. I got you. I, I hear what you're saying. And I have, I'm, I am not wearing a mask, but I am not, and I'm not protesting and out there. And I'm, I'm very much for those people that protest. I'm not a protester in that sense, because I, everything for me is energy. And when you push against something, you just make it stronger. So I don't, but I, I have more power to them that are protesting. I, you know what I did? I actually, I had a wonderful conversation with a store manager. I called because I, I live alone. I have to go shopping. I am not wearing a mask. So I called the store manager and he said, well, if you have health issues, you, you don't have to wear a mask for health issues. Now, and he said health. I'm glad he said the health, word health, not medical. Because I actually have heard many, many doctors are speaking up and saying, actually, it's not wise, the mask, because if you're healthy, to keep your immune system healthy, you, uh, you need to be exposed. Right. And actually wearing a mask actually will lower your immune system. Two doctors, and that, that video was taken down from YouTube, so I hope they don't take this down. I don't think they will. I don't have a big enough follower. They I noticed that they take it down when it gets a lot of views. But anyway, um, but doctors have said that if you're healthy, to keep your immune system healthy, you don't wear a mask. So that's a health reason. So, so... I made a little sign. I wear this sign that says, for health reasons, I can't wear a mask. Nobody says anything to me because I have this sign around my neck. Well, um, I love it. I think that's fabulous. And it, it, it puts people's, you know, puts them at a little bit at ease. Yes. And why are people fussing at the people who aren't wearing masks? It's because I have to wear a mask. Why don't you have to? You see, <laughs> it goes back to the have to thing. So then, yeah. as we decided we were wearing masks for the fashion. Fashion reasons, yes. Fashion reasons. You we took away to the have to. We want, yeah, we want to look like other New Yorkers, you know. Yes, yes. Um, then I decided that anybody who doesn't wear a mask, I approve of with great love and appreciation because they're willing to stand out. Yes, 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 yes. So, but I, so the thing that... So wearing that sign that I made, and I like that I wear the sign so I don't have to say to people, you know, why I'm not wearing it. It's right. I'm wearing a sign. And I, so I feel like I don't stand out because I'm wearing the sign. And then they don't like, look, I don't get any, I don't get any funny looks. I go, I put on my sign, I go into a store and it's all good. And I feel like, because to me, it was a human rights, it was a constitutional rights thing. And I'm like, I am not handing over my constitutional rights like that. I'm just not. So, and I said, okay. And then someone, even a cashier said to me yesterday, that's a smart thing with this, which he pointed to my sign. That's a smart thing. So nobody can say, and it is for, and it's it, every word of it is true. 
for my physical health, for my spiritual health, and for my mental health, I can't wear a mask. It is completely true. <laughs> I wouldn't use the word kids. I choose not to wear a mask. Oh, okay. Hmm. And it's good as you But if I say choose, then people are gonna like, mm, wait a you know, that's well, you simply say for health reason I don't wear a mask. Okay. Okay. Okay, I get what you're saying. Because every yeah, wording is important. Yep. Mm -hmm. For health reason, I don't wear a mask. Okay, I like that. Okay. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, that's fabulous. And it reminds me of a very funny story that a very funny conversation I had with a guy years and years ago. Okay. And um I was complaining to him. He was not my boyfriend, but he was a good friend. And um I, I made some you know, remark about the fact that I didn't like the fact that this woman who was uh, presenting something we were at um, was exposing so much of her cleavage. Oh. And I felt that it was a distraction. Okay. Now, you know, some people find that very sexy. I and don't. I actually hate cleavage. You will I, never. I, I, yeah, sometimes I wear. I find it so sexy. I don't want to see it. Oh. <laughs> no, honestly, I got to tell you this. I think cleavage looks like a butt on a chest. That's what oh, I think, you know. I'll have to change that, oh, for me. I, <laughs> okay. I do that. So, so this gets funnier. So, um, and, and you know, um, I now realize in hindsight, if, if a woman, um, especially if she's overweight, that may be the one thing she has that's, that she thinks is attractive, so she wants to emphasize it. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's all good. So, um, the man, who's my friend, you know, not afraid to like, you know, give it to me right back, said, well, you're just jealous. And I started to laugh. And I said, no, I, I've got a pretty good set of my own. I'm not jealous. And he said, um, no, that's not what I meant. He said, you're jealous because she's willing to do that and get all that attention, and you are not. Ah. And I went, whoa, I think you're right. Ah. Ah. Yeah, so uh. that's the same thing. You know, when somebody doesn't wear the mask and you're looking at them, you're, you're – quote, jealous or angry or it's not fair kind of energy. Right. This whole idea that it's required. Uh -huh. Somebody else said we have to do it. How come right. we get an exception, you know? And so the benefit of changing how you look at things and how you name it allows you to stay in your power. And that's really what this yes. is. And I, th exactly what you're saying, though, it's all about the power. It's all about your thoughts around it. Like for me, the first day I made, because I had the, like I said, I had a lovely conversation with the store manager. It wasn't like, it wasn't like with this anger, like, I'm not going to wear a mask. It was a very lovely conversation. And he kind of, he kind of told me exactly what to do without quote unquote telling me. And, and, um, and, and was this on the phone or was this in person? Um, no, on the phone. I called him. I called him on the phone and spoke to the store manager where I wanted to go shopping. So I called him and it was really, he understood where I was coming from. And so the first thing, the next day when I was about to go to the store, I'm thinking, oh, every time I walk into a store, I have to explain to people. And I didn't want to do that. So that's where I came up with the idea of making the sign. I love yeah, it. And, and so I made the sign and it just, I took one of, you know, when you go to the conferences, you get those, I save all of my badges from conferences. So you just, I took a badge from one of my conferences and stuck a little note in there on both sides. So when it flips, you still see it. And I felt so empowered 
by doing that. And you nobody, know I didn't get, nobody looked at me funny. Nobody said anything. And I felt like I'm doing me and keeping my power and it's okay with everybody, you know, which in, in a sense, it doesn't have to be with okay with everybody, but it was. So that made it even better. Yeah. So I wonder what would happen if you added the sign donations accepted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But no, it just, it was, oh, I felt so, I never felt so more empowered. Because I do, I admire the people that, and I, I see now there are a lot of people protesting and, and storming state houses and not wearing the mask. And, you know, I saw this one girl, I, I, I found all these pictures, and I saw this one young girl that has a sign with the, you know, a picture of a mask and an X through it and a young, you know, a teenager. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, more power to them. Exactly. But that, this, you know, that I feel it's so important that everybody listening does what is in their heart and soul that feels, makes them feel empowered right. without feeling like they're going against anything within, you know, because to me, I didn't want to be like... You didn't want to ruffle feathers. Right. I didn't really want to ruffle feathers, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to hand over my, my power either, my rights either. So, okay. and, and it worked out... Yeah, it worked out Very perfectly. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So now share with everybody that 5D feeling, knowing I know every morning, this is, let me share with you what I say to myself every morning, especially now. I empower myself. I say, I know who I am in truth. I know what I am in truth. I know how I serve in truth. I am a sovereign divine being of light. I am free. I am free. I am free. I am in the fifth dimension. I like to say when I'm, when I'm giving my affirmation, I like to say the fifth dimension, not just 5D. Because I don't want the universe to say, well, what is 5D? <laughs> so I say, I'm in the fifth dimension now. I am here. I am here. I am here. Behold, I make all things new. So that's why well, I say that first thing in the morning. I say that last thing at night. So, I just love it. And I say in, in uh, evenings, I'm waking up in 5D. Okay. Very, um, very powerful. And um, I share with you the idea that when we claim it, yes. we make it so. And when we claim our right to be sovereign, it's huge. Because we have been uh, misled and uh, misinformed so much um that we're waking up to not only our spirituality but to the lies that we've been told all around us and the most important thing for each and every person who's part of your audience is to understand that their job isn't just to be an outrage over the lies we've been told but to help others shift their consciousness and one of the things that um came through when i was teaching people about no more karma because mm -hmm. you know we kind of stopped at 4d when we were talking and didn't really get into what's 5d okay 5d is this energy that i call heaven on earth and so when um when a person says well what is what is five what is fifth dimension 
I say it's everything that the the traditional religions have taught us is heaven. Yes. So you have the ability to be plugged into God. You have the ability to affect the reality around you, and you can create loving relationships. Um, and you have the power to influence the world that you're in. So, um, when you say I am asking for a day of heaven on earth yes. for me and everyone I come in contact with, what you're doing is elevating yourself and everyone around you. And that's really powerful to claim that as a phrase. Yes. So, um, along the same continuum back in 94, I was told that there was no more karma. And this was really before um, people were talking about becoming fifth dimensional, although I was getting that information. And so when this information came in that there was no more karma, I shared it with some really good friends of mine who had studied with me and were also devout Buddhists. And it didn't sit well with them. They were kind of mm. like, how can that be? And I remember saying, I don't know. I haven't quite figured it out, but I know it's so. Because That's again, all. the channel is clear. Yeah. So over the years, what I began to understand is when we decide and accept this fact that there is no more karma, what we're doing is we're making it okay to not be in lockdown because, you know, we're in lockdown physically, but we've been in lockdown emotionally and spiritually for even longer. For centuries. Yes. 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 Oh, the physical lockdown is making us think, wait a minute, I'm being locked down in every category. Exactly. So <clears throat> when we are keeping score, when we're looking at some guy who's, you know, robbed a bank or done something horrible, and then we look at ourselves, well, I don't do that. How come if there's no more karma, they don't have to pay for their stuff? But, and, you know, but the truth is, when you move to 5D, you don't care about any of that because you recognize that it's a game and that we can step out of that game into a brand new whatever. And it's like complaining that, you know, let's say you live in a broken down house and you finally leave it. And um, then the person next in the house next door, that house gets abandoned and some squatter moves in. And so you say, well, it's not fair. They didn't even buy that house. And, but then your wife says, or your husband says, but wait a minute, we're in this gorgeous house. Who cares what happened over there? You know? Yeah, exactly. and that's kind of like that. So this exactly. channeled message came through when I was teaching in Hong Kong a couple of years ago. And it's a quote that I use to help people understand. And Sana Kumara said this. He said, the game, and he was referring to the 3D polarity game. Yes. The, yes. the game is over when there are no more players. Will you be the first to leave or the last? Mm, that is so, 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 so true. I think of it as the 3D matrix, and it is a game. And I believe that everybody is playing a role, a game, a play. Everybody's playing a role. And like we have the dark side playing their role perfectly. They're playing their role. They're playing a role. We're the, the, the ones of light, the, the, star, the star seeds and the the way showers and the um, light workers, we're playing our role. They're playing a role, we're playing a role. And when you see that it's just a role and you can step out of it and you can shine your light. Cause I always say to me, a 4D, um, a 4D um, thought is it's, it's light versus dark. I don't say it's light versus dark. It's light to transform the dark because we all came from source. We all came from the light. So the dark is playing a role 
and we are we're light we remember who we are so now we have to shine that light on the dark to transform the dark back to light where it originally came from so yes 5d is heaven on earth yes yes yep. it is I used to try and rattle people a little bit by saying, well, when they give the Academy Awards for good and evil, Satan's going to get the first one. Because <laughs> he played a great role. He did, oh, boy. Yeah. Played a good role. Yes, he did. He really did. Yes. Yes. Played a great role. And yeah. as long as there's polarity, then we're in lockdown. Yes. Because when we use polarity to compare ourselves to someone else, we've slid back down into 3D. So one of the ways that I teach people in the book how mm -hmm. to stay in 5D is to start to notice what you're noticing. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, then you're more aware of when you're stepping out of your place of harmony and joy. It's pretty hard to notice when you're in 5D because you're blissed out and you're not noticing, oh gosh, I'm in 5D. Because the minute you do that, right. you'll slide back into three because you are now making comparison right. of yourself to yourself. Right. So it isn't until after you've slid back into 3D that you go, wait a minute. Yeah. And you realize. <clears throat> and so when you decide to be 5D, mm -hmm. you can actually use certain words that help you stay that way. So I encourage people to, you know, remember certain words and um, claim those words. So instead of that have to business, I say to people, well, I choose, I prefer, it pleases me, makes me happy. Mm -hmm. um, I won't, I can't, I should. All, again, another word to abandon. Okay. Instead, I discover I like it this way. Okay. Betrayed, that's a big one for people. Um, I had a loss. Mm. And now it's an opportunity for me to understand it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Right and wrong. Uh, I champion your right to hold that belief as long as it pleases you. Mm -hmm. um, I see it as a choice. When someone says, well, that was really bad. And you, I see it as a choice. Right. Um, uh, I, this doesn't please me right now for your own. Mm -hmm. um, I decide to like something in the present moment, even if it's a new idea or this is a good one. It's a match for me. That mm. doesn't make it good or bad. It's just a match. Right. That, that pulls us away from the polarity words. So there's a lot of words that we use that lock us into polarity. And once we realize that, and we can choose. Mm -hmm. In fact, this is so interesting. I just opened this to the page where it says, what keeps you locked in time? And I'm thinking, yeah, we've been locked down and we've been locked down and we've been locked down, you know? Yes, yes. So, um, um, I was told by my guides that there are five things that keep us locked into the mass consciousness 3D matrix. Okay. And you this coffee in the morning, news in the morning, either via the newspaper or the television. I like my coffee. I haven't watched news in 19 years, but okay, I like my coffee. Stay with me. Okay. So weather prediction, you know, like your weather app on your phone, and going to work at the same time. Mm. Okay. So now the coffee thing, what I tell people is just shake it up. Do mm -hmm. something different some days. Don't be in this mode that coffee is going to make my day or not make my day. Do okay. not let that happen. Because okay. when we align, especially with the news or a football game or 
a um, big event that's being uh, made available. What happens is we're being pulled along with the masses and we're being spoon-fed something. Yes. But we don't even know we're being spoon-fed. Right. And for example, um, at the um, Super Bowl game earlier this year, mm -hmm. there were a lot of people who put out videos that explained the misuse of um, rituals and how they were being used to program people mm, okay. and to, um, I'll call it numb us or neutralize us. So if you see it enough times, it becomes to quote your normal. Yes. <clears throat> and what I, what I've said to people is, you know, we all have things that we're used to words we're accustomed to saying. And when we, when we step back from that and we can notice that we're using that word and it doesn't serve us anymore, it allows us to step up even higher. So yes, the, um, those five things are ways that we can unhook from the mass consciousness programming that's being shoved at us. Yes. Well, I agree with, it was a direct order from my, from my higher self in 2001, September, shortly after September 11, uh, 9-11 uh, my higher self now normally our higher self is always whispering to us and most of the times we're ignoring it this time my higher self yelled at me said turn off that news and don't ever turn it back on and at that time I had no idea why I had no idea but my and I didn't find out until 11 years later as to why because of the programming of the news but I was obedient I even said aloud, why? And I just, I turned it off and have never turned it back on. Well, so. you're an interesting um, um, example because most people um, proactively are seeking their higher self. And it sounds to me like you um, connected with your higher self in a different way. And you have such a powerful connection that you were able to hear this in a really loud and clear voice. My higher self gave me a very clear direction right before 9-11 to go home on September 10th from mm. New York City instead of- I've heard home. you say that, yes, yes, so, yes. Um, I get that. But what's interesting to me is um, you chose to follow your higher self. You didn't, quote, obey. Yes, right, right, okay. right. True, and, true. You know, it's just like a woman who is in partnership with her beloved. When the beloved says, I hate it when you wear that dress. I don't like how you look in it. You don't have to get rid of the dress. but. Right. If, please you to do it because you love them and you want to please them and you don't really care that much one way or the other. Exactly. So um, going back to the why question, the reason I bring this up is because when we ask why we're in 3D, mm -hmm. when we ask what is going on, we're in 5D. Okay. So that's another thing that I train people. When you, Once you have this higher self connection and you're working with it on a regular basis, there's no reason to ask why. Mm. The only reason, only thing to ask is what is going on. Mm -hmm. And what I have found is that the what question is completely open-ended. The why question asks so that you can solve it. So mm. you can know something and then take a certain action. Why are the cookies gone from the cookie jar? When were the cookies eaten? Who ate the cookies? Like that is so that you can, you know, go to the child and you know take action yes when you say what's going on the cookies are missing yes 
you might get a whole different piece of information that you didn't know. And that's powerful, very, very powerful. So when you catch yourself asking why, it's because there's the ego need to know so we can solve it. The ego right. wants to help and wants to solve it. So right. um, why did I burn the toast? Well, because I left it in the toaster too long. Why are the cookies too sweet? Well, because I put too much sugar in it. Next time I won't put so much sugar in it. And so the why seeks to collect data so we can then use our ego to solve it. Exactly. Very powerful once we begin to understand the use of these, you know, questions that we ask. But exactly, exactly. The subtleness of it. Yes. But I'm, why, I'm sure you didn't get an answer, did you? No, I didn't. No, not at all. I didn't got... In that moment, you would not have understood right. the why. Exactly. And like I said, I didn't know why until 11 years later. But yeah. I, was, I was completely obedient. Uh, when I say obedient, it's like with my, my relationship with my higher self, I know has been from childhood. And I didn't know to call it that at that time. I was always, quote unquote, the black sheep of the family because it if it didn't resonate with me, I'm like, no. You know, it's like, <laughs> I was sent to Catholic school. We weren't Catholic. I was sent to Catholic school for six years. We had religion every day. And I was brought up in a strict home where my dad said, children are to be seen and not heard. So even though what I was hearing did not resonate with me, I couldn't ask questions as a child. I just had to pretty much sit and take it and just but I still knew well when I get older I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this because this is not making sense <laughs> you know yeah. you know I had to say that you know under my breath or in my head but but from childhood it was me and my higher self were like this and I'm just I'm going with my higher self and now I know it was the right thing to do I didn't know at the time you know, what I was doing. I was just following. You know, that's very cool. Um, I also sent my children to Catholic school, even though I didn't raise them as Catholic. Um, I grew up Catholic, but I was way beyond it by the time I had children. Right. But I still uh, elected to send my children to Catholic school. And once they reach a certain age, I gave them the choice. Do you want to stay in the Catholic school? Do you want to go to public school? No, we're staying. You know, we're staying here. Okay. <laughs> so that was cool. <coughs> <clears throat> but it was so for me like I said normally it's just a feeling and I go with that feeling and it's always it's always led me exactly where and now I know what it is I didn't know at the time but like I said when, when very, spirit, very yeah when spirits had turned it off and I didn't know until many years later okay right. that's why you wanted me to turn it off okay yeah. I got you <laughs> cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Very, very, very cool. So the only thing I have to work on on that list is the coffee. <laughs> what I would recommend is that you start trying coffee substitutes, but just okay. try like one a week. Okay. And green um, tea, I know, is supposed to be very good for you. Green tea is very good, but yes. it's not going to give you the lift coffee does. But there are coffee substitutes that will give you the lift you're looking for. Okay. Um, and then the other thing is. Um, you know, pace it. So you have maybe tea in the morning and then you have coffee at 11 o'clock. Okay. Or you rotate in ways that you don't always follow the same routine. Okay. And what that does is tells the universe, like you do with your sign. Yes. I'm aware of what you're telling me. I'm aware of the rules. I'm not playing. 
Okay. Like that. Okay. 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 I got you. Yes. 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 It's yeah. in coffee. A half a cup of coffee will actually improve your meditation. Oh, okay. It stops with a half a cup. Okay. It literally, it moves your consciousness. You see, so your, your spine is here and your, your um, a pranic tube is right in front of it. Okay. And if you a cup of coffee, it moves your consciousness from here into your pranic tube. Okay. But when you have a full cup, you move beyond. <laughs> so when you say a half a cup, because, okay, now, because normally I have a mug, which is like, the mug is like uh, at least 12 ounces. So wow. when you say, when you, but it's actually, I put a lot of cream in, I, I use stevia. I put a lot of organic stevia and, and um, not, not, not cream from a cow, but um, almond. Cream. Oh, almond cream. So I'll use almond creamer and organic stevia. So I, I delicious. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say a half a cup, so how much in ounces of cup? So should I use just four ounces of coffee? Okay, I can do that. I could do oh. that. A half a cup, I can. I could do that. Yeah. And then you have more coffee later. But yeah. what you're doing, what you want to do, is be aware that everybody's like doing that morning cup of coffee, yeah. and that you have jumped on that wave mm -hmm. when you have to have your morning coffee. So right. when you look at that and say, okay, um, I'm going to skip it today and I'm just going to have carrot juice and whatever, you're unhooking yes. from the mass consciousness streaming that is going at us. Yes. Yes. Okay. I got you. I can do that. Matter of fact, I know because like I had said to you before we started to record, the last seven weeks, all I've been doing is putting on weight. I'm actually going to go on a cleanse which eliminates the coffee for 10 days. Nice. Yes, 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 yes. I'm going to go on a juice, just organic juice cleanse in herbal teas, herbal teas, clear, healthy liquids, lots of water, um, herbal tea, and organic juice. Nice. I'm going to do that for 10 days, starting tomorrow. Fabulous. <laughs> I need to. I really do. And get back to exercising every day. And now hopefully the weather stops acting funny out of the normal. I'm gonna be doing more walking. That's my favorite type of exercise. It's just nice. walking in the sunshine. They yeah. live out in the in the mountains in the country, so we have a lot lots of places to walk. So yes. It's been a total pleasure to speak with you. Yes, please share. So, but share more to, for our listeners how they can get in 5D. Like we said, 5D is heaven on earth. And in every now moment, I liked what you said about not thinking too much about the future because it takes you out of the now. And I just recently saw a science video. I'm very into quantum physics. I just saw a science video that shows scientifically all there is is the now. And the now affects not only the future, but it also affects the past. Now they have proven this scientifically. I'm not a scientist. I don't know how they did it, but I, I trust that as knowing that all there is is the now. And it's this now moment is where we hold our power. One of my favorite books is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and it's the power. So share with us how, how, how our listeners can be in that 5D now moment. Well, one of the things that is helpful to remember is that 
whatever we're thinking about in this moment, we're also like filling our consciousness with it. So it's there and it's sitting there waiting to be activated, if you will. So the way to stay in the now is to say what you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for what I have right now. Yes. And um, then, you know, sometimes I tell people, tell a joke, you know, because laughter opens yes. up and keeps you present to now. Yes. yes. And I think, you know, thinking about the future is a normal activity so long as it doesn't uh, overwhelm us or fill us with fear. Exactly. And that's partly what happens to people. Yes. So saying in the now is allowing yourself to know with certainty that the future is assured and the future is assured. And um, once we recognize that, then we give ourselves permission to step in the mastery that we know we are capable of. Mm-hmm. Very true. And I like what you said. I'm glad you mentioned the word fear because that for me and what I've been saying since day one, before the lockdown, I, since mid-February, I've been saying that this is a fear pandemic more so than a virus pandemic. I mean, I truly believe that it the masses are in a state of fear. And when you're in a state of fear, you're handing over your power. Like when you were saying that, when you say, I have to, you're handing over your power. But when you say, when you're in, sitting there in a state of fear, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm so afraid. You're just giving all of your innate power away to those who want to manipulate you. So that is when you own your power, know how powerful you are and don't give it away by being in a state of fear. It's so important, especially now. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm going to encourage uh, the audience to, one of the ways to stay out of fear is to get in a place of unconditional love in your heart. So true. So true. Unconditional love is so important. It's, it's the key. That's to me what oneness is all about. It's unconditional love, non-judgment, unconditional non-judgment of the other, because you see that other as an aspect of you and an aspect of God. My term for God is all that is. There's nothing outside of God. So when you, when you know it, like I said, the knowing, it's like, and people will say, well, how do you know? I know. It's, a, it's, an, it's an internal knowing that there's no words for. It's like, it's, I know, just like breathing. Like for my body to stay here in this physical realm, I have to breathe. So just like I know that, I know that I am a divine Sovereign. I use the word sovereign a lot now. (laughs) I am a sovereign, divine being of light. Nothing. What does God, and I say, what does God have to fear? When you know you are an aspect, that holographic aspect, meaning you are all of God in a drop. Like, Like Rumi says, you're not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. When you know you are all of God in a drop, what does God have to fear? nothing so 
Oh, this has been so wonderful. And when we were out of lockdown, I'm not far from New York. We have to get together. Yes, yes. I'm only an hour and a half from the city. So whenever we're out of lockdown, we're going to keep in touch. Sounds great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Now, before you go, please share with our listeners how they can find you and follow you and and get some of your, your meditations and your books and all of that. Share. Okay. So my website is maureenstgermain.com, M-A-U-R-E-E-N-S-T-G-E-R-M-A-I-N.com. You can find my books on Amazon. When we're out of lockdown, you can buy them in the bookstores. All the bookstores carry them. Um, The Waking Up in 5D did win an award, so it's an award-winning book. It was named the best-selling book in America. Awesome. Uh, back in 2019 when it came out. Awesome. And, um, let's see. The newest book is called The Akashic Records, um, Opening the Akashic Records. And it's a very powerful book because it's step-by-step how to do it for yourself. And it gives a lot of information on what to experience. Um, I also have many guided meditations. Um, in the month of June, the guided meditation is Opening Your Heart. And I always ask people to please get the divine government meditation. <clears throat> and this is because I really want us to encourage us to pray for our government, pray for our leaders to yes. help them make the very best decisions they can make. Yes. And those are free. Yes. So, um, and if you miss the opportunity because you're listening to this later, yes. then there'll be a different free one. And yes. then you just buy the new one, that one I'm talking about now, about opening your heart. And if you're looking to build your connection and to have a great connection like Carolyn has, <laughs> I highly recommend you learn your higher self connection. And I do have a protocol for that. And also get the meditation called um, Activating Your Sixth Sense, Golden Bowl Meditation. Okay. Very powerful, very helpful. And also the Merkaba. Ah, yes. I teach a lot of Merkaba information. Merkaba. I taught it for over 20 years, probably over 15,000 students. And I um, have written a couple of books about it. One book that I wrote as a follow-up book to the meditation is called um, Beyond the Flower of Life. And it is a wonderful tool to help you begin to understand how powerful meditating is and why it's so important that each of us do some form of meditation. The Merkaba meditation itself, which is what we're talking about, only takes five minutes to do. Oh. It takes a weekend to learn, or maybe four to uh, eight hours to learn it. Okay. And um, then you just do it every day. It takes five minutes to do, and at some point it becomes permanent. It's very powerful. Awesome. All right. So I do. I definitely want to start. I've been trying to meditate. I have been meditating more than I have been eating more and meditating more. <laughs> which I, but so I've been putting on weight, which is going to come to an end starting tomorrow. But I definitely want to learn that. Um, am I saying it right? Makaba. Makaba. Yeah. And um, learning the Makaba is super easy. It takes five minutes to do. And anybody who has monkey mind and you've had trouble with meditation, this is the meditation for you because it, it takes you step by step and the process is so powerful that monkey mind is no longer an issue. Awesome. Very, very good. 
thank you so much. This has been such a great show. I, I, I so thankful that you've been my guest and I'm so glad you're not that far that we could actually meet in person one day when we're not in lockdown anymore. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know about going to New York with my sign. <laughs> there you go. Well, you won't need it when, you, when we finally get together. When we do get together, yes, yes. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. This has been great. Much love. Hey, now, that was now. a great conversation with Maureen. Um, waking up in 5D. If you understand that the fifth dimensional, the fifth dimension in every dimension is vibrational. You get there from the vibration that you hold within your being. Um, so the journey to the fifth dimension is an inward journey. And it actually is here. And you can be in the fifth dimensional, fifth dimension here and now, um, just by how you feel and the vibration that you are sending out to the world. So I invite everyone to join me in the fifth dimension. Um, on my website, you can find that I am offering a free mentoring session for anyone interested in a free, free mentoring session with me. Just check me out on Awake, the number two, onenessradio.org. Let me know that you're interested in a mentoring session. Also on my website, you'll see that I'm hosting a monthly Zoom meeting and that this month it will be May, Thursday, May 28th at 8 p.m. And if you're interested, just email me and I will send you the link to that meeting. Also on my website, there are a list of holistic events that you can sign up for. I am completely holistic. I encourage everyone to at least look into holistic ways of staying healthy. And so there's a list. The list changes every week. So, um, but there, it's usually about five to six events that you might be interested in um, on my website. And also to help support Awake to Oneness Radio, um, pledges of a dollar to $5 a month is greatly appreciated. Just to help support the channel. I um, basically do everything um, nonprofit and it's something I'm doing from my heart to inspire. And I say the word inspire because all I can do is inspire another to go within, tap into the truth that is within you and live your truth. That's what it's all about. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Namaste for, to all. Much love. Bye-bye.